I Love Mortgage Broking, episode 47. Want to learn from the top 5% of mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I'm thrilled to introduce our guest today, Lisa Pellerin. Lisa's a mortgage agent with the LA Mortgage Team through Mortgage Intelligence. She's based out of Burlington, Ontario. She's been a broker for three years and previously worked in banking for 15. Lisa and her team recently won the Best Newcomer Award in the CMAs in 2014, which is awesome. Lisa, are you ready to rock? I'm ready, Scott. Awesome. Thank so you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I have been in the industry now for um, 18 years. So I did start with Canada Trust. Uh, actually, I lived in British Columbia in Victoria. I believe you're on the West Coast. I love it there. Yeah, we're, we're in Kelowna, but um, I lived in Victoria. Victoria's fantastic. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, so. nice. No problem. So I went there after school and I started with Canada Trust. And I lived in beautiful BC for um, just almost four years, and but I'm from Ontario, so I moved back and uh, continued working with the bank, which then, of course, became TD Kenna Trust and was there for just about 15 years and went out and, and did what I always wanted to do and went out on my own as a mortgage agent, joined you know a brokerage where in Burlington, where I live with my husband and my little fur babies um, in Burlington. So, you know, family's close by and just loving what I do every day. So that feeling. when you, you're in banking for 15 years, there's obviously there's a, there's a bit of a, uh, you know, fear in stepping out into something new that's 100% commission. So what, what prompted you to make the jump from working at the bank to deciding to get into brokering? Well, you know, Scott, I think that... There are people that are comfortable and want to stay um, with a bank or with an employer where you've got your biweekly paycheck and until retirement and hopefully have a pension. Or there's those people that felt like it wasn't ever quite right for them and they really wanted to step out on their own. So the bank was a, a great uh, career for me, a place to start and develop. I learned um, lots of different areas and I worked in different areas of the bank, but I always knew that eventually I'd have to figure out where my place was because I'm I'm a true entrepreneur at heart. So, you know, it's a scary move to, to make that leap and, you know, freeze your pension and benefits and things like that. But you know, I wouldn't, I've never regretted my decision and I would never turn back or go back in time. So were you a mortgage specialist or were you in the branch when you, uh, when you made the transition? So actually I was in the branch. Um, I worked as uh, I worked up to financial advisor. I obtained my financial planning accreditation. So I always wore two hats where I was doing financial planning and at the same time I loved credit. So I was processing mortgages at the branch. In the last several years, I always had a strong passion for self-employed um, clients, and I focused exclusively on the small business commercial side. So that was doing a lot of business credit, business mortgages. So credit's always been a big part of um, my career at the bank. And I contemplated actually becoming part of their mortgage sales force. And I looked into it. I wanted to, you know, I thoroughly researched all my options before I left. But I realized that, especially I think from working with the self-employed market for so long, that I really wanted to be in a profession where I was able to offer more choice and not be limited just to um, the bank products and policies. So ultimately, I bypassed the 
that position within the bank and went immediately external. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, and so I'm going to, before we dive into your story, I always like to ask about a success quote that's impacted your life or business because quotes take something and they make it portable and memorable and, and you can use it. So can you share a quote that's really impacted you? Sure. Um, I think there's several. I really like Zig Ziglar. So there's several quotes that, you know, I, I look at almost daily uh, from his website. And one of those is, you know, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. That always resonated with me and just meaning to get up and get out there. Um, another one actually is, I think it's one of our mentors, although he's a real estate coach, Brian Buffini. And it's something that I think of every day in my business. And that is, you know, how I see you do one thing, I think you do everything. And that's not really a success quote, but that's a quote that I think of, meaning everything I'm doing, every interaction I have, whether it's even socially or professionally, people are looking at you and thinking how you are one way, that's how you are in every way. So I have a whole list of quotes, to be honest. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I'm a big Zig Ziglar fan, and I, I love that quote. And I actually haven't heard that one in a while, so I'm glad you reminded me of it. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. So can you give me an example yeah. of something that maybe you were a little bit like, hey, I, I'm not going to be awesome at this to start, but I'm willing to jump in. Can you give me an example of something where you've applied that? Well, I think it's, um, you know, it's even just starting in this profession. When you leave a salaried position, even though I had the skills and experience for working at the bank so long, it's very different when from day one, there is no biweekly paycheck coming and you just have to believe in yourself and, you know, all of a sudden, I, I when you work at the bank, you do have a lot of warm leads. You've got a huge list of clients to call on and clients walking in the branch. When you're on your own, it's, it's time to hit the pavement and pick up the phone and get out face-to-face and meet people. So I just had to, I guess, apply um, those principles when I moved into this profession just to get out there and just mm-hmm. get started. I don't need to be... Um, great in everything. So I found that because I worked at the bank for so long, I really knew their policies inside out. But of course, I, I didn't have the experience with alternate credit or lenders or private lenders. There was a huge area of um, policies and products that I had no idea. So that's where I think I really implemented that um, quote was, you can learn this and what you don't know, you can figure out, but you just need to get out there and apply the same principles of meet those clients, understand what they need, take that information back, and then you can figure it out. But don't be afraid to get started. Right. You know, when I've talked to other people who start, my wife started in the bank uh, and, and she, before she became a broker, but and I've talked to other people who went from banking to brokering and uh, usually the one of the biggest fears they have is, you know, okay, I know my bank, I know the policies, but when what happens when you know, there's a whole bunch of options. And so how did you, just out of curiosity, how did you sort of, did you have a plan for that? Did you have like some, a partner or some, like, what did you do when you ran into those situations that you were like, Hey, you know what? It's not quite fitting. How do I solve this problem? So what, what did you do to solve that? Well, it's a great question because I'll tell you, I learned early on that I needed to have a system. So although that, although I'm, I have a business partner now, we have a team, I did start off with a different brokerage independently. So I was on my own for the first year and having to figure these things out. And it's funny, I met with one of my clients at the bank because I kept in in touch with everybody. And from that first meeting, I learned quickly on that I needed to have a process to 
be able to understand what they needed and how I could help because I did not have all the answers. I wasn't that, you know, person with 20 years experience that knew 20 lenders or 10 lenders inside out. So what I first did was I went to this particular client who needed something and she was asking me for some direct um, information. You know, what do you think the rate will be? Can you do this? Where will you go? And I wanted to help her right away. And then I realized after that, oh my gosh, it's actually not going to work out the way I thought it was. And that's because I, I need to be able to understand first what they need and then do my research. So from that very first meeting, which I learned early on, what I do is I, and it would be the similar way I would help clients at the bank when I was doing business credit, a lot of times, you know, you could not give that advice right away. You really had to understand what the clients were needing, understand their business, understand their financials, take it away, do your research, and then come back. So I applied those same principles. So even to this day, of course, there's a lot of situations where I don't have the answers on the top of my head, and nor do I really want to give the answers right away. So I meet with clients and I ask the open-ended questions, take notes. I understand and ask all about their employment, the credit, expectations, um, if it's going to be with an alternate lender, I just take all the information and I set the expectation. I say, I'm going to write down and I'm going to understand what you're looking for and I'm going to research and find you the best option and then I'm going to follow up with you shortly. And so that's what I do. It takes the pressure off. I have that type of um, personal you know, meeting, which is a bit of an interview, I guess, or information gathering. And then I do my research after. Um, I'll make calls, I'll email lenders, and obviously now over time, I, I will know a lot sooner what their, what the solution might look like. But if there's a situation where I have no idea, I just apply those principles and then you come back like a hero because nobody wants you to guess just to, you know, be able to provide them something right away. They want facts and they want to know. Right. They want to, they don't want to waste time. So that's, that's what I do. That's a great idea. So you just create some space between the time that they ask you, okay, what's, you know, what, what's, what's the solution going to look like? And you say, you know what, I need to get all your information and then I'm going to do some research and get back to you. So then it allows you the time to not have to shoot from the hip and try to answer something when you don't, you know, if you, if you have to go look it up kind of thing. So that's a good, that's good advice for any broker, whether you're in banking or not, I think. Well, you got it. And, you know, most times I'll know um, what their options might look like and then I'll have that conversation right there. But it's really helpful for, especially if I'm I'm getting some commercial inquiries, which I don't do a lot of now, definitely in those situations, I just want to take the information and then get back. But if I know what the options are, then Mm -hmm. I'll provide those right away. But if not, it's a system that's worked for me. Right. That's good. And then, so another thing I've noticed as a successful broker, as entrepreneurs, there's always failure. Not everything you try works. And so can you share an example of something you failed at, but looking back that there was a lesson in it for you? Sure. Well, so once actually I um, met with my awesome business partner, (laughs) Anna Cruz, and we created the LA Mortgage Team. Uh, We had a lot of great ideas in the beginning. We created processes and templates and everything like that. And we're very enthusiastic and really wanted to be different in the market. So we had some ideas that we thought would be different and amazing. And we just kind of bit up too much um, in the beginning. And we told our clients and let's say our realtors that we were going to do something that really takes a lot more time to properly implement and execute. And so what you find is, oh, gosh, we're so busy. And we have so much happening and what's happening with this, like it was a points program. Doesn't We just kind of parked it right now. It might happen in the future, but you need some more resources to be able to properly 
implement that type of program. So it's something we thought early on that we would do, and we soon realized that we're not really managing this effectively. It would be better to park it for now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was with the best of intentions, but you really should, we really learned to kind of scale back to the core of the business and just do it really well. Which is getting the loans approved, right? Getting the the mortgage is approved and we're very, our, our biggest thing is we're very focused on relationship building and our clients. Mm-hmm. So we've got our policies and our, or I shouldn't say policies, our processes in place and we're just really focused on that. So approval and service, you know, and the follow-up and referrals. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. So I know that I've done that too. You create something and you're like, oh, this is gonna be fantastic. You don't realize it's a huge time suck. And then you're, uh, you go, man, I can't, man, I can't maintain this and continue to grow. So, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, what I've noticed talking to other successful brokers too is that they seem that at some point they build a team because the team allows you to, uh, you know, get more done and, uh, and, and then you can still focus on the core things which uh, that you can't really outsource, which is the relationships and the planning and deciding on the mortgage. And, but the, there's other tasks that you can definitely outsource. Definitely. Good to have your part, your right partners in place mm-hmm. and professionals that you need to be successful. So another thing I've noticed talking to successful brokers, and you've already alluded to this, is that they have systems and processes. They don't just show up and hope for the best. And so I always like to I like to learn from other people's processes. So can you share an example of an administrative process that maybe wasn't working as well as you were hoping, and then a tweak that you made in the outcome you got? Well, we um, I think it comes down to having initially a lot of different processes that really, at the end of the day, result in the same thing. So too many systems or Excel sheets, and we've really just streamlined it, and we really want to kind of simplify um, the administrative tasks. So we've created, so we've taken, say, four different checklists into one. We're using one CRM tool, which is so important, and just... We've actually, we're working on a great app now called Trello, which is a way to kind of organize um, the steps. So we now have the life, of, the life of a mortgage. So we've outlined some steps. And so we're always focusing on streamlining the process. So I think initially what might have been a five-page process is now a one-page. And it's online. It's, it's easily accessible um, to our team, to ourselves. And because we just want to be consistent and we want it to be just a, a, a consistent experience for our clients and for all of our agents to be able to just go to a place and see, okay, this is what we need to do and this is a checklist. And because we're very focused on once the mortgage closes, the steps that happen afterwards, cards that are sent out, we'll pop by with little gifts, we'll make phone calls. So we have those steps in place. So I think that was the biggest the biggest um, kind of aha was, okay, let's just, let's simplify. We have too much happening and too many steps or too many different systems that we're using. So mm-hmm. that comes in time. And, you know, once you realize that you know, there's some processes that have been duplicated and we're always trying to refine and increase efficiencies. Right. Yeah. And I think going forward as brokers, that's an area that we have to focus on is efficiency. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a key thing to be successful going in the next five years. 
definitely. Um, so another area is sales and marketing. So every it's the same thing. Successful brokers always have uh, sales and marketing processes. And so can you share an example of maybe a sales or a marketing process? You kind of touched on something there, but that maybe wasn't working as well as you would like. And then an adjustment you made and the outcome you got. Sure. So with our sales and marketing, um, and initially you want to be involved with everything. You want to, you know, place ads. You want to, I remember I had um, an ad on a TV screen in a gym and um, different flyers and uh, you just want to be involved with everything and be everything to everyone. And we realize as a group, we all have different strengths. So let's just fine tune and hone in on those. So there's someone that's really strong with helping clients going through separation. She's been through it herself. She has a lot of connections. She's wonderful. And so she's kind of leading in the market with that. Um, and we're implementing that also on our website. So for SEO, things like that. But just taking it from, again, from a 10-step process and just simplifying it. So instead of also the expense of advertising and placing different ads everywhere, we're streamlining it and really focusing on our client referrals and doing the little things like showing up with, you know, maybe it's a wreath, it's the holidays, so just showing up like that to their house or nice candle set, things like that. So we're putting our energy and our marketing efforts into rewarding the people that refer clients to us and our clients. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. Not that, finding a lot of success with print, and you have to just—you'll go broke really quickly if you do everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's all. That's great. That's great advice. So another thing I like to ask about is how do you run a—you know—your busy mortgage practice? You guys are obviously doing really well, and then also balance family. Like, because it seems like it's easy to get out of balance in our business because we can work all the time. That's for sure, Scott. Especially, I find you know in the, in the beginning, the first couple of years, I can say honestly, personally, is. I focus a lot on my business. I know I let the the things that I used to be really active in before with, say, fitness and exercise and things like that, I I started to let slide because you can find yourself, you know, sitting in that chair and working long hours. And that's what we did. And now we're really focused on that balance, which is so important. And balance between work, family, and health and fitness, which is also just your overall spiritual being you have to have everything in check so Mm -hmm. that's what we've been now focused on I think it comes to you know I I took my first trip last year where I did not have my phone with me Um, that was the first time I was not connected and it felt great I have a trusted partner and a team and everyone is able to to do what they need to do they have all the help and, and resources so I think that's what you need to do we're in a very connected world it's actually sad when I was on my holidays in the Caribbean, I saw everybody on their iPads in the lobby and on their computers. And I don't know. I think that sometimes we need, we need to, as a society now, just shut it down a little bit more and just go swim in the ocean or go take a walk. So I found that to be really invigorating. And that's what I think people need to do is, and for myself, is just shut down the devices. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're with your family and friends, be with them. You see people and friends out for lunch and, and dinner, and they're still on their phones. Now, yeah. sometimes I'm sharing a picture of my dog, and, and that'll happen, but I put my phone away, and I'm not answering the calls. 
or emails that come in that can just wait. So I think it's just better time blocking. And that's what I've really done. You know, try to do some date nights with my husband and plan some things um, for us and just be with my family. And like I said, when you're with your family and friends, be with them, put the phone away. So that's really changed now. And it's, it's just been great. It's just better balance because mm-hmm. I love what I do and I want to continue loving what I do. I don't want it to overtake my life. You don't want to burn out yet. Where everything, well, exactly. And I don't want relationships to suffer. So I think it's important. Yeah. Sometimes that hyper-connectivity can be a curse because we never unplug. And then when you don't unplug, you don't get a chance to sort of, you know, recharge, I guess, and, and, and connect with the people around you. So yeah, that's good. So I'm going to move to, I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions. So these you can answer with a little shorter answers if you like. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? You know, I think the number one thing is that there's a lot of people out there chasing deals, chasing mortgages, and they're not focused on building relationships and the follow up after that mortgage closes. They're missing a huge opportunity. And I think that, you know, there's a very small percentage of people who are calling and sending notes after, and that's a, a, a big mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the phone and the pen are both very powerful marketing tools that we sort of forget. We always want something fancy and, and gadgety, but those are really, really effective. Yeah. You need well, to go a little old school, not just email people. Right. <laughs> so what one thing or habit has made you successful? Well, the habits that make us successful or make me successful is exactly that. I, I Another quote I, or, or mantra I say to myself is, do what you say you're going to do. It's so easy to, so many people say, I'll call you tomorrow, I'll call you by the end of the day, and they don't, where they don't recall, return calls same day. So our business success really comes from um, the relationships that we've built. So I'm really focused. The habit I have is, is writing a personal note, remembering birthdays, you know, remembering special events like weddings, uh, birth of a child, things like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's touching people to the core and you have to do things aside from can't always be tacky. You have to pick up the phone. And I think that type of relationship that's a bit old school is coming back and it's what people need. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is really, it's what's generating client referrals for us. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So do you have an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? We well, so we use uh, we have a CRM tool, which is actually I recommend that um, that people have a look at Brian Buffini. He is a real estate coach, but his principles are are awesome, and they're just people that follow um, his principles are very successful in the real estate world. So he has a CRM tool that actually is also applicable in the mortgage business. So we have that, which is so important as your database grows to remember all of these birthdays and renewals and maturities, things like that. And Dropbox, we mm-hmm. use Dropbox. Um, we are very, we are very tacky. I'm not, you know, completely old school. We have exchange accounts. We use Dropbox, so everything is at the touch of my fingers, whether it's my from my phone, my iPad, or my laptop. And uh, once a file is done, just to necessary forms are in exchange. Everything else is shredded. It's just efficient. Mm-hmm. And also Trello, you mentioned, which is another great tool. It's almost like a virtual whiteboard where you can drag and drop things to know where they're at in process. Is that how you use it? Exactly. So my, my business partner and I are working on that and we can share it with the team so that it's a new way you can print it. So it prints like a checklist. And you can assign tasks. So we're using that between each other now to assign um, different tasks that need to be done, who's going to handle what. 
and you it's, again you can print it you can put it in a file so we love it I have to give Anna that credit she um, she's our IT guru and so she's found that solution for us it's working out really well mm-hmm. yeah it's a good program if you could recommend one book for our listeners what would it be oh well it's funny I, they won't expect this I think but it's really what resonated with me years ago when I read it and uh, I think you either love or hate him but it's um, it's Think Big and Kick Ass by Donald Trump and Bill Baker. I yeah. read that years ago, and have you know it? Yeah, I've, I think I had a copy of it at one time, but um, I think I may have read yeah. it. I don't remember. It's been it's been a while though. I know it's not current. I mean, I've read lots of books since, but that one really has um, that will give you the uh, the fire in your belly to get out there and go do it. So I really liked it. And where do you think our industry is headed? Where's the opportunity? You know, I think the opportunity, it's its so competitive. It's more competitive now than ever, to be honest, I feel. Um, so the opportunity is in your client relationships. You know, you, you can't be always chasing new clients. You have to nurture what you have and focus on building from that because if you get a client from a referral, that's a really strong um, lead that will have a higher probability of closing because otherwise you've got rate seekers calling you. You don't want to be buying down rates. So as Brian Buffini would say, I think you need to work by referral. So the biggest opportunity is to really just nurture and love those clients that you have. Right. Ask for business. Yeah, that, that's good. And so this is the last question. It's one of my favorites, the DeLorean question. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Oh, right. Yeah. And so if the DeLorean's this car. You can jump in it and travel in time. So if I could set the DeLorean back three years and to your first day as a mortgage broker and you could sit down and give yourself three pieces of advice so that your business would be better today, what would you tell yourself? I would say to myself, stop trying to be a perfectionist and waiting for that right moment to make that call or to get out there and meet people. Just get out there and do it. Um, to believe in yourself. You know, this is a business where it's, there's lots of competition and there's some rejection and there's a lot of wins, but you really have to believe in yourself. And uh, I would have said to keep up with the running and the Zumba classes because you're your uh, mental spirit and your health is so important. So find that balance sooner. I let two years go by where I sat in the chair and I should have really kept up with that. I think it makes you a lot more successful in the end when you have that balance. Right. So that's great. So stop trying to be a perfectionist. And that goes back to your quote. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And then believe in yourself because you're going to have rejection, which definitely we all deal with. And then keep running in Zumba. I've never done Zumba. You know, I'm into running, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not certain that Zumba would be my thing. But uh. yeah, cool. Well, you never know. There's usually one or two guys in the room, but um, you know, you just you have to keep the balance. Right? Are they strange guys though? Are they like are they are they normal guys? Or are they kind of strange? You can be honest. <laughs> well, they're kind of strange in the back row. That might be concerning, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, at least I have no really, judging. I, no judging. I, I really appreciate your time and your insights. So, uh, where you where can people find you online? Thanks, Scott. Um, so, our website is lamortgageteam.com, and uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, everything. So, lamortgageteam.com. And Come by you, and send us a note. <laughs> are you guys hiring? You know, we're really, uh, we want to be a boutique firm, so we're not, we're not going to be a large team in terms of, you know, a hundred agents, but we're, we're very focused on industry professionals. So if someone's a, you know, a bank rep right now or has been in the business for a long time, uh, we're always interested in, in talking to those people. Right. Assuming they have the right kind of fit, obviously. 
the customer service side is really important. <laughs> the cult, they've got to be a good culture fit. Well, if anybody listening, they can get yeah. links links to your website. Uh, they can connect with you through com. And Lisa, I hope you and your business partner absolutely crush the rest of this year. Thank you. Thank you. All the best to you too. And uh, appreciate the opportunity. Want to learn from the top five mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip, and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebroking.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebroking.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusive for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage business.